0: Hello and welcome to Fans of the Genre 41 for September 22nd, 2017. I'm Mikey Krieger. And I'm Rhodes Clark. Brian's out today because his guild decided to raid, so it's just me and Mikey. We're, yeah. um, we don't know what to do without a third person. I don't know how to function.
1: Um. Yeah, I mean, we've been playing Destiny a lot, and for like a true
0: fire team, we need three people. Right, and... Um, uh, someone is a little stubborn and won't get a playstation 4 to play destiny with us yeah just spend like 460 dollars before tax go to oregon right Um, just go to oregon he travels enough that it would probably be fine he'd probably expense it through work yeah work work expense going to portland to Mm -hmm. go pick up a ps4 and destiny 2 to play with your friends and you might as well get the expansion pass while you're down there of course Uh, yeah yeah so, uh, yeah, uh, it'd be nice if the three of us could play, but you and I have been playing Destiny 2 uh, on God, our own and so together. It's been a lot of yeah. fun. We're going to talk about that a little bit later, but uh, first we're going to talk about the news. Um, um,
1: we need a good, like, news drop.
0: Yeah. Um, it, should, like, it should it should relate to how we typically find out our news, which is uh, scrolling through Twitter. Um, it could be, like, yeah. your daily scroll. But like mm. that also conjures like a physical item that you that you look at, you know. Oh my god, no! I like that better. Okay, so I, I, I like the idea of actually being
1: like the, the new scroll. Okay, or so it's an um, actual scroll <clears throat> that
0: we have to unravel. Right. So this is our news, our our, our new news segment. The daily scroll. And I'll I'll put some, uh, put some sick that music in there. Us. Ooh, yeah. Well, this is different intellectual property, so it's fine like a different yeah, type it's, it's a different medium it's a
1: singular scroll well i mean they, they sold the they sued
0: a company because they made a game called scrolls yeah it's because they wanted to make a card game 10 years later yeah yeah um okay so the daily scroll yeah uh, I, final, I, fi- uh is off I don't know final fantasy 9 is getting a yeah. digital re- <laughs> not remaster but like a re-release on playstation pretty 4 sure,
1: pretty sure it is remaster is it not
0: well, I don't know if they're going to, like... They might have up the PlayStation textures, but it's still a PlayStation-ass game.
1: Yeah, it, it, it seems very much kind of like how... Um, it reminds me a lot of how the, like, iOS Final Fantasy games are. Like, the like, Final Fantasy 2, where it's, like, it's kind of polished and, yeah. like... But, yeah, it's still very much, like... Maybe it looks like a PS2 game now, not a
0: PS1 game. I don't know. I want to check it out, um, because Final Fantasy IX is the best Final Fantasy game. Oh, shit. My sound's not coming through my headphones. That's weird. Um,
1: <laughs> I was gonna watch this trailer just to see what it actually looked like. Oh, weird. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So that's some Japanese text, some hiragana, mm-hmm. some kanji. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Th- this looks like a, like a late PS one game that's made cool. to look like a PS two game.
0: I mean, it is a late PS one game. So, um, yeah.
1: have you ever played Final Fantasy nine? Um, like maybe an hour and I didn't really know what I was doing. Uh, that came yeah. out, I think, right around the time of Chrono Cross, which I is like one of my favorite games of all time and I played the hell out of that.
0: I feel like Chrono Cross was before Final Fantasy 9? Because um, Chrono Cross was 2001. Oh, okay. Well then, yeah, around the same time. Um, I played through Final Fantasy 9, I believe, on my PlayStation 3 with a friend's copy of the game on PS one. And I think I made it to like the last something happened where I got to the end and I could like keep going or do the final boss and beat the game. You know, they like Mm -hmm. our JRPGs give you like a often will give you like a, uh, it's like a pivoting moment where it's like, okay, you can keep exploring and do side quests and stuff or uh, get locked into. Yeah. The end game. And I think I got locked into the end game. And I was way underpowered, and then something happened with the saves where I couldn't go back and grind. So I had never finished it.
1: That happened to me with Bat and Kaidos, where I um there's a save point right before a boss and you can't go back before it. Yep. Um and like the deck I had and the cards I had were like totally incompatible with trying to fight the boss that I was stuck on, and I like could not progress. And it was really a bummer because I loved that game.
0: Yeah. Well, Final Fantasy Nine is really interesting because it came out after Seven Final and eight. eight. Yeah, duh. But like Seven yeah. was this huge, like revolutionary, groundbreaking JRPG. Uh, it was very, very popular. Mm-hmm. And then Eight was this weird deviation where mm-hmm. like it wasn't quite sure what it wanted to be. And uh, Nine was like the best of old school, like Final Fantasy One through Six JRPGs, but like with yeah. that Final Fantasy Seven. Esque coat of paint, except it like had its own unique look. It was, it's like honestly, it's my favorite Final Fantasy game. It's the closest I've ever beaten to oh, Final nice. Fantasy, yeah. And uh, I think it's secretly the best one.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I always really enjoyed it, and I liked because um, like I, I had Final Fantasy, um, what we understand is four, mm-hmm. or what what it was for in Japan, we understand is two. Um, mm-hmm. I had that on Super Nintendo, and that was my um, that and some weird like offshoots on like the Game Boy and Game Boy Color were my kind of. Knowledge base of Final Fantasy, like, yeah, before the PlayStation era. Um, so yeah, like, seven and definitely eight were like kind of weird to me. Um, because I I was definitely like too young to really grasp seven when it came out. And
0: I was um, too, but I still played it a lot and
1: like loved it. I had no idea what was going on. So I always really loved the, um, I don't know if this is whenever they kind of just defined the look, but, um, like the, um, like, Black Mage, like, that kind of just strong, like, that distinct look of, like, the red cap and, like, the eyes hidden in, like...
0: Oh, that, that that's a nine. Darkness. Yeah. Yeah, um, like,
1: like, I remember that look, and then the, the knight fellow. Like yeah, I, I can't remember
0: his name. It's, like, Siegfried or something.
1: Yeah, I was always just, like, very fond of... Uh, yeah of his character design. I remember like being like, that guy's really cool. And this game made more sense to me than any of the other final fantasies of that era. Yeah. Um, but I was really too young to appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, at that time I was still like super into platformers and the game that really got me into RPGs was Chrono cross
0: for sure. So that's cool. It's, it's nice to see that they're still supporting older final fantasy games. And I, it's, I would love to see this, like this trend continue. I I really want to see final fantasy 12, make its way to PC. Um, yeah, that's, cool. I feel like that's where I would play it most
1: um, um, I mean I'd play it most on Switch um, of course but uh, I think I just love that they're like doing these like remasters and they announced the Final Fantasy 7 remake like mm-hmm. two and a half years ago now, yeah something like that and like we're, we still haven't really heard anything on that and it's just like we're gonna keep putting every other Final Fantasy, um,
0: <laughs> probably to fund the development of Final Fantasy VII. I, I, yeah. I mean, that, that's a fair point. Yeah, um, yeah. But anyway, so that's cool. Yeah. Um, the first game to like openly rip off or copy or you know iterate on Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, weirdly enough, is Fortnite, which is a <laughs> which is basically just like a like a more beefed out or beefed up uh, <laughs> beefed out beefed up like Horde mode from Gears of War, as far as I understand it. Like yeah. that type of game where you like build up your fortress and you defend against zombies, and it's kind of like cartoony and playful. Um, mm. w- the 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 thing that I've been seeing lately is like that's well, first they added a new mode called Fortnite Battle Royale, which is just player unknowns battlegrounds with the Fortnite yep. mechanics of like shooting and building. Um, but it's like the same conceit where you fly in for like a space bus or something, and you parachute down, and then you like try to be the last one standing. Um, yeah I mean and cuz P-
1: PlayerUnknown's Battle Royale or Player PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds came out what like March or April I think it was April yeah um and so Battle Roy- or Fortnite came out um like late July yeah and you have to imagine they were
0: to, working on this like between I, PUBG's release and Fortnite's release right
1: Yeah just the, the way that they turned that around so quick and like mm-hmm. I don't know how well that game did, but like I'm seeing an in, in, in gadget article where they're like, "Yeah, we really hope that this turns people around on a uh, Fortnite." Oh boy! And, I, <laughs> and
0: I've seen a handful of people like really get into it. Um, uh, I want to try it because you know it's going that mode specifically is going free uh, on September 26th, yes. which is crazy. Um, I mean,
1: and like I'm gonna play it, but I'm, oh, I'm not gonna
0: like play it over PUBG. Like,
1: well, and for me, it's like. Yeah, like I could, like I'll, I'll play it while it's free. Yeah. But like right now, I'm just like, dog, like I don't care about the shooter game that isn't Destiny right now. Like e- e- <laughs> even, PUBG I'm, d- even yeah. PUBG, I'm just kind of like, I could be like grinding for loot and Destiny right now. Yeah.
0: The thing um, that like people, people, I don't know, people are a little mixed on it. Like, um, Fortnite Battle Royale, Fortnite in general is like a PvE game traditionally where you're fighting AI and you're not t- typically meant to be fighting other people. So like the mechanics of that are a little weird and I I don't know the like the differences between how damage is dealt in Battle Royale versus like Fortnite proper, but I have to imagine that like it just doesn't feel the same way as attacking AI. It, it just looks weird. I've watched a couple of streams and I don't care yeah, for it. No, it the, the it pacing feels a little weird. Yeah, it definitely looks like Team Fortress 2 in not a great way. Yeah. Uh, The other interesting thing to come out of this is something that I think, like, for as long as I can remember, it's, like, the most requested thing and, like, the most sought-after feature between all platforms is uh, cross-platform play where Mm -hmm. I can't remember who... I think it was... Hmm. I can't remember what players noticed something else, but, like, someone noticed that, like... Screen names were acting or showing up weird, or displaying weird, and I think it's because on PlayStation you can't have spaces in your username or your gamer yeah. tag, but like on PC and Xbox you can. So mm-hmm. they started noticing screen names that popped up with spaces in them, and they're like, "Wait a minute! Like, are we playing with people who have a different system?" So like then they did tests, like independent users in the, in the community ran them side by side in the same match from an Xbox and a PlayStation. Yeah. So there was accidental. Uh, cross play between all consoles and all systems for Fortnite, which is pretty wild
1: yeah no i it's crazy like seeing actually like how little is preventing that from happening mm-hmm. from a tech like from a technological standpoint mm-hmm. and like because well, we th- know that that uh so rocket league and minecraft are going to have cross play between uh xbox pc and switch
0: yeah but no playstation
1: yeah and so like they're the holdout and uh as we were talking about earlier on giant bomb like they you know kind of pointed out that it's not in sony's interest to do that like they have they're selling uh, more consoles yeah they're they're selling more consoles and then like that reduces initiative to do that Mm -hmm. um like yeah and and since all i can think about is destiny right now i'm like that would be so perfect if we could just play with brian yes it'd be awesome (laughs) <laughs> because it's being hosted by um, Blizzard, yeah. The, uh, the online like matchmaking and everything. So, like, there there are ways that that could happen. Yeah, and it's a, a bummer. And I know especially Activision wouldn't a- Activision as a third party like j- also would not let that happen. Like they want you to buy it again. Yeah, so, especially with the like stalled releases of the consoles and the PC versions. But um,
0: yeah, yeah. And no, it's, to, it's to your point about how frus- like, frustrating and technologically easy it is over email a representative from epic games confirmed to tiktoky that quote we had a configuration issue and it has now been corrected <laughs> and it's like okay we yeah you accidentally left a switch on and then yeah. someone tweeted at phil spencer and, and he was like or the person was like what do you think about crossplay being active for this amount of time and phil spencer was like i wish they had kept it on it's like dude yeah, yeah. like um i bet he does like phil spencer <laughs> like, yeah,
1: Phil Spencer's been saying like, yeah. yeah, we're not the ones holding this up like yep. for a while. Um, so anyway, yeah. it's been a weird
0: couple like a week and a half because like since this game came out and then with this uh, crossplay like, I don't know a lot of stuff. You know what? Part of me is wondering now like my my Russian conspiracy hat is like like maybe they act maybe they intentionally allowed crossplay just to keep Fortnite in the news cycle. <laughs> I mean that'd be a
1: really good way of doing it, especially yeah. like to promote this like um the free to play coming up and this new feature you're
0: having for it and I feel like I'm hearing something about Fortnite almost every day which is crazy about a game that like kind of came and went you know um already yeah. and it's not that old so
1: yeah no yeah. It, it's definitely interesting um we'll, we'll see what what happens with it like post mm-hmm. the uh free to play period but um yeah it's just something that just has little interest to in me like the UI definitely still looks clunky like poopy. and poopy obtusive and yeah i i yeah i my interest yeah. is small but i i do really like the cross play story yeah
0: that's cool and then lastly uh one little thing we wanted to point out out of tokyo game show yeah, um whatever. neko atsume which is like i think literally cat collector <laughs> um yeah. is getting a vr mode for playstation or is it pcs as well oh uh, no it's playstation vr okay um neko Atsume is like a mobile game where you literally like cats come visit your house and you leave out treats and toys for them and you try to like collect them all so they want to hang out at your place it's just a really like zen like way to just like hang out and pet cats and collect them take pictures of them you get to name them i think and uh it's a cool game
1: yeah no i'd like and i think that is like that's not the one thing that would like caused me to go out and get a psvr but if i had that on psvr i would absolutely adore that.
0: <laughs> yeah that's a fun little thing there's more stuff out of tgs but nothing that like really excited me except for that mm-hmm. um there's one game that was announced i'm not really sure what type of game it is but like the concept artist is the same dude from metal gear which is really cool so it's cool to see his art yeah, being yeah. used to display or like promote another game um so mm-hmm. yeah that's cool
1: uh, that and then i had no idea like i would not have guessed that the Monster Hunter World's coming out so soon that it got that got announced that it's coming out in January.
0: Is it coming um, to Japan first, or is it worldwide?
1: I think it's worldwide. Wow! Wow! Wow!
0: That's cool. Um, yeah, yeah. I,
1: yeah. yeah I, I believe that they've been doing worldwide releases for those. Um, That's cool. So, yeah, world release date uh, January. What's the actual date?
0: 26th, 2018. The way people have been talking about that, uh, I might actually have to try a monster Hunter game for the first time. Yeah, me too. Like,
1: uh, and you think that Sony would have like signaled that that was earlier. Yeah. Um, at, at E3, because yeah. like everyone was kind of saying like, that's like seven okay, months but away but from
0: like, E3. Like that could have been a really big deal.
1: Yeah. Like, like, cause you know, who knows when Spider-Man and God of War are coming out and they didn't really have much else. And, like when they showed Monster Hunter, I was like, "Oh yeah, that's cool." But that's what going to be like late twenty eighteen, maybe.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but I think that's really freaking cool that that is coming out so soon because um, it looked really cool at PAX, and it it's it apparently removes all of the like really obtuse learning curve stuff that like hinders people from actually getting into the series.
0: So um I, think yeah, I it's heard really the other day that like. I heard the other day that like in other Monster Hunter games you couldn't like fire a ranged weapon and move at the same time. Like that's how yeah. like obtuse certain things were. It's like <laughs> a Dark Souls level of like barrier to get through. Um, yeah, but like not in a like in a different way. Anyway, cool. Um, that's TGS. That's 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 we're uh, rolling up the scroll. <laughs> We'll see what it has to say for us next week. Um, Sounds great. We should just drop that on Brian next week. Like, like yeah. it's like the same old thing. Don't even put it in the document. I'll just nope. say it's time for the. Okay, cool. Uh, cool. Bu- 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 what are you even playing, Brian? You're not Brian. Shit. Nope. What are you even playing, Mikey? Uh, Solitarica, mostly. Really? Solitarica? Uh,
1: I have been playing that a little bit at work yeah. whenever I'm like. Bored as hell. T- I'm, I'm taking my mandatory 10 minute don't look at your screen breaks. So I look at my, my pocket screen instead of my Mm -hmm. work screen. Mm -hmm. Um, no, I've been playing a bunch of destiny.
0: Yeah. Same. Destiny two is real, real good. It Um, is really good. Before we get into that, I I did want to, I wanted to know your history with, with destiny. Um, so I, (laughs) I have long been
1: a bit of a sourpuss about destiny. Mm. Um, like I, I was one of to, uh, destiny was coming out while I was uh, an editor at a gaming news site oh, that's right and I was I was one of the few people who was like really championing that game mm-hmm. um, cause, like because they were marketing it as this like space fantasy RPG with guns and I was like, okay this sounds really cool like they have like characters called wizards and knights and like but they're like aliens and like I, I was really cool like interested in seeing how that went and they were definitely like hyping up the RPG elements of it, like, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and then it came out and the RPG elements were really light and the worlds were kind of boring and not very fleshed out. Mm -hmm. And like, there wasn't really a story.
0: No, Um, there wasn't.
1: So it like, yeah, it it just kind of failed on all the fronts that had me initially really excited about it. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, like it, I enjoyed how like, like, technically great it felt. I, like, thought it was pretty for the most part, other than, like, the world's not being very interesting. Um, yeah. But, yeah, and, like, and I really hated that, like, my characters didn't really feel unique in any way. Mm-hmm. Um, like, because I, I... I don't think I reviewed Destiny. I just talked about it a lot. And then I later that year I reviewed Call of Duty. Um, and, like, I felt like my Call of Duty character was a lot more unique-looking than... Uh, my oh, destiny character. That's crazy like, to think about. Yeah. Cause like you could outfit them in different ways and have different loadouts and like they played functionally differently from other characters. Yeah. Um, and then in destiny, like I didn't really feel like the classes were that unique from one another in like the original
0: release. Um, yeah. I can't believe there's, so, there's so many things about destiny Two that make you think, how is this not, or like, I guess yeah. it's more accurate to say like, there's so many things about the way destiny one like wrapped up that you you Mm -hmm. think like how is this not included from the beginning like in destiny one the game launched uh with each class getting only two of three subclasses with like a clear Mm. like something like there's space left or marked out for a third and you know that's a fun way of teasing stuff to come it keeps the game interesting but like really you should have launched with three subclasses (laughs) like it's so weird to think that that wasn't part of it um Jason Schreier has a great chapter in his book about um the development of Destiny 1 and like how everything went wrong and how like they had a they mm-hmm. did have a story going that wasn't very good so they scrapped it and they ended up with something worse. And then it's all about how they spent like 2 years trying to figure out what that game was and it led to this um it led to Destiny 2 which like you were saying is like so good. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I I played the I know someone that works at Bungie. And I was able to get into the pre-alpha, alpha, and beta for Destiny 1. Yeah. And I remember think too. I remember thinking like, man, the like this is really cool. I, I can't wait to see yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to see like the other worlds and these bigger zones and like how like certain quests play out. And then I played the same mission in the alpha, and then it ended up being like the same mission in the beta, and like not much had changed. And yeah. it was like, basically this fundamentally the same game. And you're like oh, this is it. Like, this, yeah, is, the, and, this is the game. Um, and then
1: in, in the actual release, like, the audio quality was better. Yeah. And, and like, that they, was, like they, 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 t- they added the filters to Peter Dinklage's voice. Right, right. And that was really, like, the only difference.
0: Yeah, so, there, like, in Destiny 1, there was, like, weird... There were cutscenes, and there was, like, a story happening around you, sort of, but, like, characters would come in with no introduction and then leave and yeah. never show up again. There was, like, that bit with, like, the stranger certain characters were supposed to have bigger roles than they did. Um, mm. that game didn't really come into its own until Taken King, uh, about what, like a year, like a year later. It was like destiny year two.
1: Yeah. No. And I, I think that they were kind of like hoping it would maybe be like somewhat journey, like,
0: mm. or it's like you have, right. you know, like big these open like worlds.
1: Like, yeah. And like you'll bump into like random players and you'll kind of have these like emergent storytelling experiences. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that just didn't really happen. It was just really dry and boring and, um, once i hit level 20 i just dropped it and never picked it back up
0: yeah um, and like there was until like destiny 2 in both destiny and destiny 2 there's like po- the end game is like leveling up a post level 20 like leveling system which is called mm-hmm. light in destiny 1 and power in destiny 2 it's basically the same thing yeah. um and so far in destiny 2 like as someone who doesn't play with others often and who I would consider myself a casual player. I've been playing a lot, but like I would consider myself someone who can't dedicate like endless amounts of time to level up and like get raid ready and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um I found that it's like way easier and way more satisfying to get raid ready as a casual single player Destiny player. Like Yeah. In Destiny 1, there's definitely a moment in the end game where like you can't join any of the high level like mm-hmm. strikes or raids or crucible stuff because like you know if you don't have friends to play with all the time like you're not going to get the right level of gear to get ready for that stuff and i don't know like you and i have played together two or three times for a couple hours each session and that's like a small yeah. snippet of our total play time and i feel like i've like i'm already raid ready and i'm like good to go like you totally. shit drops for you so quickly and i feel like they're just going to keep yeah. up that 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 response that that feedback loop of just like playing getting an exotic turning it in like it's it feels so much better there's like so many more quality of life improvements too in mm. this one to make it easier like you don't have to like leave the world to go back to orbit before you do anything it, there's just so much it's fantastic
1: yeah the, it's just it all of those little things it's like why didn't you do that the fr- yeah. like yeah just like that seemed to have made so much more sense and like i don't know what's changed since like the taken king or any of the dlc like to now like mm-hmm. i don't know how much of it got changed over the the course of destiny 1 but um yeah just like from going from destiny vanilla to this like it's radically different how much there is like in the first 10 minutes of the campaign of destiny 2 there's like infinitely more story than there was in destiny 1 yeah um, what did you then,
0: uh what did you think of the story overall
1: like the campaign so the campaign was it opens really strong like it gives you a strong like sense of what you're doing and why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the middle part really
0: peters out. I agree. Um, like, especially when you meet Asher Mir, that guy sucks.
1: I, I I don't have strong feelings about him either way. Okay. Um, <laughs> like, so I, um, yeah, the, the, the middle story is basically like you're finding the three, um, vanguards who are like, the elite warriors of their like guardian class Mm -hmm. and you're basically just getting them together for the big final mission.
0: Yeah. What was cool Uh, about the campaign to me was like what it suggests and says about, um, about the guardians, something that like, I don't think mm -hmm. destiny revealed, um, unless you like looked it up in their, their like out of game grimoire card experience in their website and app. I guess I could have like put this together, but I didn't realize that the whole thing about being a guardian is that you die and are literally brought back to life. And that yeah. like, like the ghost is a shard or like a, a sh- like a, a little bit of light from the traveler that keeps you alive. Um, and that's what makes you special is like not everyone is chosen to be a guardian. Um, yeah, because destiny
1: one starts off like you're a corpse in a field and then like your ghost kind of like finds a random corpse and is like, "Yeah, all right, let's do it." Yep. Um, and yeah, it was, it was definitely really weird. And like, they never really touch on like, yeah, definitely not not on that component of this like kind of like continual cycle of life and death. And right. Um,
0: and so like, the, yeah. some of the like more, you know, uh, exciting and like things that make Destiny two feel like they have stakes is like that concept of well what what happens when all the guardians lose their light and they can die only once and there's a chance they won't come back to life like those are yeah. those are questions that like ultimately uh I mean so few people listen to this podcast and I don't really care about spoilers that much to be honest mm-hmm. with you like <laughs> the 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 game doesn't answer those questions or doesn't like act as on. ask them. It doesn't really ask like, them, but it doesn't. It also <laughs> like wouldn't act on it. Like they don't kill off any major characters. Like yeah. that would have been a really interesting thing to see. And um, have they, happen. they killed
1: off the speaker, but like oh, they did yeah. a bad job of like establishing his importance. Like yeah. so, I started a new character. Like mm-hmm. actually, is actually like as in the middle of doing the uh, first like couple missions. Whenever we uh, got into the crucible last yeah. night, yeah, um, and like, a part of the first mission, like, I don't think you've ever even, like, see the speaker in the cutscenes beforehand, but, like, there's just a, a bit of audio dialogue that comes in your ear and says, oh, they've taken the speaker. And then, like, he's a big part of the cutscenes in the game, but, um, yeah, no, he's the only, like, real, like, death of note in the yeah. game. And, so, yeah, I mean, no, that like- is
0: interesting, I guess, but but, like, it does set up the rest of this, of destiny two's like expansions and it sets up kind of like the the guardians and the people in the last city are at a very interesting place right now for like future yeah. stories you know
1: yeah um, um and so i found the best story bits to actually come from like uh end game missions
0: okay which, uh, which i will admit i have not done yet
1: yeah so um there's the ones on nessus where okay. so um i'll just like kind of give you the brief sure. setup um so failsafe, this like kind of like rogue old AI from like the quote golden age of like when the traveler first showed up like hundreds of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it starts receiving audio logs of the captain of her ship who's been dead for hundreds of years, and so you're going out and like finding the source of these audio logs that um, that failsafe is getting, and like you you kind of discover like what's behind that, and like it really humanizes the AI and like tells us like really kind of compelling story about like, like what happened here and like, why is this place important? Um, Mm -hmm. And like that, that was the first one I did and it's definitely the one that still stands out the most. Like the other er worlds aren't as interesting, but um, I've definitely found a lot more um, to go off of in this, uh, like in the end game content. So even if like the story like campaign story didn't really grasp me. Like even though it's way better than SD one, there's actually like stuff to follow. Um, I found the, um, I found the stuff at the very end, even better.
0: That's good to know. And I think I've heard that sentiment through other podcasts and stuff that like, yeah, some of that more in game stuff is more interesting and, um, Hmm. I'm excited to give that a shot. Um, part of my hesitance to do that is I actually didn't, So like there's a a main character to whom you like report to on each planet Um, Mm -hmm. and like you can turn in your resources to get more reputation with them and they give you more gear. It's all part of like the the end game loot grind. Um, Yeah. I didn't find any of those characters like particularly interesting. So like the idea of so far like the idea of doing more story missions to like work with them again has been less than... Yeah. So,
1: um, so like, they definitely get fleshed out a lot more. Um, That's cool. Like, um, Devrim on Earth, he he definitely does a lot more and gets really interesting. Um, like Rob Zachney was talking about on Waypoint Radio, like Asher Mir has some interesting things. Yeah. Um, that kind of
0: like make him um, less of a Linux diehard weirdo.
1: Yeah, (laughs) totally. Um, and yeah, and then there's that really interesting mission with failsafe. Um and yeah I, I can't recall Sloan really getting better um, yeah
0: Sloan, a little weird that's the thing that i found myself in the end game after the campaign like i was spending a lot of time on nessus and like mm-hmm. kind of going a little bit to earth um, yeah. but like just Those are my yes, two favorite places just yesterday i don't think i've been back to io since the campaign ended the, and then the yesterday like, was the first time hour i went you spend to, there in the campaign yeah uh, doesn't that that Area feels like an afterthought for sure, right? Like, it's so yeah, small no, and it's, weird.
1: It's, it's yeah, small. It's empty. Empty, yeah. Like, the colors are cool. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, like, the, the campaign missions there go by really fast.
0: I hope they don't try to, like, overcompensate by, like, adding more. If they add, like, more of a region to that, I'd be down with it. But I hope they don't just, like, try to put more future story content on IO just to make, like, just to give you a reason to go there you know
1: yeah Um, no and like i I went there i did the quest there once i um kind of exhaust the adventures on other planets i might go back there yeah but um yeah no it's definitely kind of yeah it's not very interesting
0: um and then you and i have also been talking about how obsessed we are with fashion
1: yeah the fashion's so good trying to make our
0: trying to make our characters like look fresh as hell has been really fun. I've got a cool spiky helmet now. I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure you saw it last night when we were yeah, playing. Yep. Um, I've got a very strong look. I also like your like bird helmet thing you had going. Yeah. Uh, I
1: got a cool bird helmet.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Do you have anything else to say about destiny too?
1: Um, I, a lot, but it all boils down to just, it's very good. Yeah. Like, I've never been into MMOs. I've never really gotten into games where you have to really grind, but, um, Destiny two still feels really good. Yeah, I, I was
0: telling you guys when I first got it that like, for me behind Titanfall two, Destiny is the best feeling shooter, like bar none. Like it's it feels so good. Um, yeah, no,
1: it's great, and like, and honestly, like, what's keeping me going for the end game stuff is like,
0: the dope fashion though. <laughs> got to get that fashion. I will say also, let's go back to the campaign a little bit. Is that like mm-hmm. Destiny one? You know because of its mission structure and the way things felt, it felt really static. Like it didn't, it didn't really want to like do anything or change the environments that you were in. Whereas in destiny Two, I feel like they take more liberty with the environments you're in kind of knowing that you'll like these, some of these environments are created for campaign missions Mm -hmm. and you can't reach them again in the end game. Cause I correct me if I'm wrong. Anywhere you could go in the destiny one campaign, you could go when you're just free roaming. Like
1: I, I think so. I, I kind of purged so much of that that I'm yeah.
0: just like, <laughs> but that, that's cool. It's like, there's exclusive missions and exclusive areas in destiny two that you can only access by playing the yeah, campaign. I,
1: like, I don't think you can go back to the tank area.
0: Right. Or like the sun thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that, I think that's cool. They made it feel like it's the most halo esque thing that I've played in a really long time. Cause I haven't played yeah. Halo four or five and I bet yeah. I'd be willing to bet that this feels even more like Halo than those games. do. <laughs> like, I don't know.
1: Yeah. It, it, it's weird. It, but it does have like a weird feel of like non Halo shooters though. Like mm-hmm. it feels like a, a very like good amalgamation of like the two styles. Yeah. Like, like, like the, the I think it's the iron sights that really, right. really does it.
0: Cause Halo, you can't do that.
1: Yeah. Or I, I don't know if I think they might have added it in four and five, but okay. I, like, again, like we haven't played this.
0: Right. Um. I guess we could talk about how. Or, oh, you know what? The uh, to go back to how they make it easy for players who play by themselves. Um, I tried the yeah. guided games thing. So, to make players who play by themselves feel like they can experience some of the end game content, they they added this thing called guided guided games where two members of any clan can say that they want to guide someone else. And this is for like nightfall stuff or the, the raid. So it's either three people total or six people total. Um, So two people from a clan sign up and then they wait for someone like me who's just like, Hey, I can't find two other friends to do the nightfall right now Mm -hmm. I need, and I want to get the gear. So I'm going to like, opt into this thing where like I can get guided through it or at least find people who are like similar level and who have agreed to not be dicks. Like they actually make you say like, here are the rules. Here's what we expect of you. Um, mm. Please be friendly and enjoy the game and like play by the rules. Be um, nice. Yeah. So the first time I tried it, I, did, I got matched up even though it says mic, like a microphone is required. Um, I got matched into two people that weren't on mic and that was yeah. kind of a miserable experience. Cause like, <laughs> The the strikes um, don't usually require that much coordination, but like the nightfall strikes add some um, like variance to it. Like there was a time limit for this, and the only way you could increase your time limit is going through these like time warps, um, which will add thirty seconds to your time, and they they're like kind of mm-hmm. temporary in the environment. But so there's that, and then there's also like every thirty or f- thirty to forty five seconds, they would make they they'd say that like. Um, void damage does more here and then it'll cycle to arc and it'll be like yeah, arc yeah. damage is more and then it'll cycle, cycle to solar so you'd constantly have to changing weapon types and like going between kinetic and energy and like which energy weapons you're using mm-hmm. um, and it was just tough to like figure out what to do or how, like how to move forward with people who weren't communicating so we got to a certain point where we ran out of time everyone opted to leave with no penalty so that was fine but I wasn't done yet, and I wanted to try it again. So I got right back into the Guided Games thing, and I ended up with two friends who were part of a clan who were looking for a third, and I was like, nah, I like my clan, it's good. Um, but yeah. they were super chill and laid back. There's always a fear I have when playing with people I don't know, um, and this is evidence, like like start a random game of unknowns Battlegrounds and unmute the chat in the <laughs> opening <laughs> lobby, and you're just going to get like racial slurs and people yelling and kids screaming and just worst. like it's like hell on earth. Um, but these, like, it's just so refreshing to, to have online experiences where people are like nice to you. And like, you know, you talk about your experiences with destiny one and how you've been like in the game so far. And, uh, you revive each other and it's like not a big deal if you die. Like, it's just everything about it felt perfect. And I'm, if that's indicative of like the type of people that will agree to guide people through, like sign me up. Yeah. I will do that all the time. Um, it's super cool. Do you know
1: what the requirements are to uh, guide people through?
0: Um, I think it's, you might have to be a certain power level. And I think um, there is like a currency that you have to spend. And also you have to be part of a clan, I believe. Like Okay. So you and I, because so, we're part of the Cool Ghost clan, we could yeah. join up in a fire team, decide to do a guided games, and then find a third person to play with us. Let's do it. Yeah. And I think for the raid, you have to be 270 instead of 260. But yeah cool so anyway in general yeah. the destiny community is very nice i would say that like i think um on a, K- kotaku's new podcast called fave this with patricia hernandez and uh gita jackson yep they were talking about how destiny players sort of wouldn't they don't necessarily have a chip on their shoulders but like people who really love destiny have been like loving it since the beginning and they've played through like what was a bad game um, to now. And they just like love their game. They love the community and they love everything about it. Yeah. So they're actually really nice. Um, I like that. Yeah. Life is strange. You know, life is strange. The subtitle. I
1: forgot what it's called. Okay. (laughs) Um, Yeah. No, I, I really like it. And like, I think largely because it's not like a PVP community. Like I, mm-hmm. I think, I think there were a lot of people, I think that were playing crucible initially on destiny just cause like the people, were else like, are you oh, do? Oh, I want to play this. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. like, I want to play. Yeah. Also what else are you gonna do? Um, yeah. but like a lot of people like came from halo and came from like call of duty. And now that this game has had time to like, uh, like really like flesh out what it is and people like understand what it is. Like, I think it's definitely become more positive as it's like more like all of the like player to player stuff is for the most part co-op. Yeah. And so like, I feel like that really kind of uh, like finds itself taking root in its culture that people are being more positive and not like just toxic
0: assholes. Totally. Um, Speaking of PVP though, like you and I and our friend Brandon hopped on last night and like yeah. completely dominated quick play, got our asses handed to us in competitive. <laughs> but, um, it was the first time that I'd grouped up with people to play PVP. And, yeah. uh, it felt really good to like, for games like control where you have to like, it's basically cap not contra- capture the flag, but like, anyway, there's three zones on the map and you have to like stand by them to claim them. And then you get more points per kill if you have full control of the map. um, mm-hmm. But, like, we could be hovering over B and you'd be like, oh, someone's going for C. I'm going to go for it. And I was, I'd be like, okay, cool. I'm going to stay here and, like, maybe go to A. And it's just, yeah. like, communicating and actually, like, having a strategy and, you know, like, laying yeah. waste to our enemies felt really good as a team. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Just, just committing just war crimes in Destiny. Yeah. It, it was real fun. Just real bonding experience. I
0: love to torture my enemies. Yeah. No, um, I,
1: I remember one point where, like, it was that exact same thing where it's like, Oh, I'm going to run to this point. You're like, all right, I'm going to hold this point. And I like ran over, I saw all four of the other team at that point. I was like, never mm-hmm. mind, I'm coming back. Yeah. <laughs> and just, but like, so the, the way that it works is that, um, however many, uh, points you have hold of is how many, uh, sorry, extra however points many, you get per kill.
0: Right. Yeah. However many yeah. control
1: points you are in control of is how many points your team gets for a kill. So if you have all three That's points, right. you get three points per kill. Yeah. Um, like I, I think all of these games like are still some kind of form of like death match where it's not just mm-hmm. like, Oh, hold this place for the longest. Like it, it feels unique in that way. I'm sure that there's other games that have done that kind of, uh, mm-hmm. multiplayer mode, but as somebody who doesn't play a lot of online multiplayer shooters, it was really refreshing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's uh that's destiny too. I'm sure we'll, we'll keep talking about it after we attempt the raid and, and other stuff. Um, yeah. Oh, and another thing we forgot to put
1: in the uh, the Daily Scroll was uh, Mario's nipples. Uh, you're right. <laughs>
0: yeah. Didn't we talk about thought that last that.
1: week? I thought that was this week.
0: No, we talked about it last week because oh. Brian was like, "Please stop. We have to not talk about this." No.
1: Um. Uh, I I just saw Mario's nipples on my feed, and I.
0: Is it the Jersey Shore one?
1: Uh, no. It was. Um, somebody posted them doing a really good cosplay. Oh, good. Where it's 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 this lady in a white shirt that she drew, like pecs on, hmm. and is wearing the same shorts. And she's just,
0: yeah, it's good. What if, also to mess with Brian, we, mm-hmm. part of the new scroll, the last item of the new scroll, is that Mario has nipples. Every yeah, week. that'd be good. Every week. Every yeah. week.
1: A- every week, we can just announce a new body body part that Mario has,
0: and talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I um, like does it. Does Mario have a belly button? Uh, I don't think they gave him no. a belly button.
1: No, his 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 shorts are pulled up too high.
0: Oh, well, it's inconclusive. If they so the thing that they don't want you to know is that his belly button is remarkably close to his dick. What if what so, if
1: he's Kyle XY?
0: <laughs> oh, what a pull! Yeah. <laughs> what if he doesn't have a belly button because he's an alien? I believe it. I mean, why else would he look so different than other humans in New Donk City? The, the new donkers of New Donk City. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's going to do it for us. It was a shorter episode, sort of, but we didn't have much to that's talk about. Fine. So. Yeah.
1: Thanks all for listening. But what? It, it, was a, it was a higher volume of us. Because usually it's about like, if you divide it up, it's usually like 18 minutes a piece. You think and so? This is a solid like, yeah, well, like I mean, if we have like a. I see know, the sound d- files, d- <laughs> dude.
0: I know no, who but, talks but, more.
1: <laughs> I'm just saying that. Yeah. The, there's at least the, like the pressure of like, all right, we, right. we're each taking a third of this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so each of us taking half of a 45 minute podcast is more, more than our workload. So we're exhausted. I'm exhausted sick of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had a long day, a good day, but a long day. I had a, and now, yeah, I, I just,
0: I'm going to go play destiny. destiny all fucking you gotta, day. You got to go play it. And I haven't had a chance. Okay. Okay. I'm going to wrap it up then. Thank you all for listening okay. to fans of the genre. Send emails to info at infinite I don't think I've gotten an email to that email address in um, months. Yeah. We'd We did get
1: a request on Twitter to review a game that we didn't review.
0: What, what came? We'll, we'll do it next week. Um, Euclidean. <sighs> oh, Dinos- that's right. Sorry, Josh. Right. We will play the, that next week. Yeah. Josh. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I've played it, but he wanted us to review the AR version of it. Yeah. It's a very good game and I'll let you know how it holds up in
0: AR next week on
1: fans of the genre.
0: If you like what we're doing with the show, please rate us on Apple podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at fans of genre or yeah. at infinite underscore dogs or on Facebook. Start
1: a Patreon for us and give
0: money to it. Buy me a coffee. Here's my oh, PayPal link. Coffee. <laughs> um, I'm on Twitter at Rhodes Clark. Brian is at Brian T. Swanson. What about you? I am at Mikey Krieger on the twitter.com. Thank you to John bash for composing original music for us. You can find more at johnbash.com. Also, please check out centrism.biz. And with that, we'll see you next week.